in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And welcome into another edition of the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app and, of course, seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportocracy.com, click on the live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat as we chop it up today about, uh, yeah, we'll get to the NBA finals at some point. We got uh, apparently... It will be a very limited get to the NBA Finals. Yes. Uh, Because for some reason, we have to drag this out like it's, you know, the, 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 Oh, it's ultimate I'm drama. so ready for this to be over. It's ultimate drama, though, and I think it could be the best series that we've had. Uh, Is that not okay. saying a lot to you? No, okay. right. no it's not. Uh, yay, best series we've had. Woo-hoo. The rest of them have, you know, not lived up to the best. I can't think of a single one. That's like one. saying, well, this will be the prettiest car in a junkyard. Yeah. Well, tremendous. I guess the Dallas Mavericks, uh, their seven-game series was the one, the only one with real drama. But now we get the Golden State Warriors, Boston Celtics. Seven-game series begins tonight at nine o'clock. Ah, uh, I wish I could. I really wish I could watch it, but you know, I'm going to be in the bed because I'm an old man. Ah, uh, here's here's my idea: sudden death, one game for all of it, just and then we just call it, it good. We just and then we just be done. <laughs> We'll talk some NBA finals. We got the uh, owner of the Carolina Panthers and his real estate company filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. We'll get into that in the second half. Never hour. good when you say the owner of your team and bankruptcy in the same sentence. No, no, it is not. Uh, but I will, uh, I will have to defer to Jeremy on a lot of that because I believe he knows more about financial things than I do. Which is not saying much. <laughs> I thought you were going to say because I feel like he's gone bankrupt at some point. Uh, well, that. It hasn't happened nope, yet. Nope, but close. Yeah, it hasn't More than once. <laughs> uh, we will uh, we'll get into that again. You know, we usually say we're not uh, we're not cops, we're not lawyers, uh, we're not bankers or tax attorneys. So nope, you'd have to defer to HWA on that one. Right, and so she is not here today. We will get into that in the second hour. First hour though, going to be eaten up by golf. We had golf. the match last night, and Dustin Johnson. Because he's getting that bag from yeah, the South. Dustin Johnson did that thing I told you somebody was going to do. Yep. Yep. He's so good. basically the way that I have phrased this is the first segment is going to be happy golf. This is like Bob Ross. We're going to paint some happy little trees over here. All right. The next segment will be angry golf. Angry golf. Angry golf. you could be mad at the PGA. I, I might be I, just right. a hair. All right. All right. We'll get into that in just a little while. But first off. The match. We had Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady teaming up against the Young Guns, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen in the match yesterday. And the old guys came out as the victors. Was it, They didn't mean to. It was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Though. They did not mean to. And, and here's what I learned definitively 
from the match. Okay. Pat Mahomes proved that if you're not drinking beer on a golf course, you're doing it wrong. Right. B, Josh Allen cannot play dead in a Western on a golf course. And C, guys that are our age are, or older are just exponentially more competitive than the young guys are. Mahomes and Josh Allen are just riding around, having a good old time. They're dapping up people like... Josh Allen hugged the guy because he hit him. Right. With a, first of all, that was my number one takeaway. Why are you standing so close? You are in grave danger. Right. Tom Brady, I saw the, the, the one shot where he sprayed it into the crowd. Oh, you mean the one that took a hard right turn? Hard that right That thing turn. needed turn signals on it. Yeah. Uh, golf courses over there, Tom. And here's me throwing shade, not being the golfer. I, you know. I'd, I've never played golf I am, other than, you know, miniature golf. I am 99% sure I could beat three of those guys on a golf course. Really? There's only one that I look at and go, you're pretty good. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah Aaron Rodgers. And that would be, you know, man bun versus man bun. I'm all the way in. Right. Well, after Tom lost it the last time, I knew there was no way that he was he was going to be with one of the young guns. You knew that he was going to take Aaron Rodgers in the match. And the old guys won it. And it was great television. That was the best thing I've seen on television since the NFL ended. Really? Other okay. than the majors have been good in golf. I would say that's better than any NBA game I've seen. Mm -hmm. Drastically better than that USFL nonsense. Yeah, this is a, that thing died quickly. Oh, it? yeah. That, that died on its shield. Who's shocked? <laughs> Show of hands. That other network keeps trying to put, keeps trying to, they've, they've tied their horse to that wagon. So they've got to make it seem like it's something, but it's really nothing. And the, the and somehow off this great theatrical event, you get these four quarterbacks, they're, they're open, they're honest. They did the quarterback conversation afterwards. It was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. The story today is all about Tom and all about Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Because Aaron Rodgers said something to the effect of, I don't know how much longer I'm going to play. Of course he doesn't. Do we have to do this every time he opens his mouth? Yes. Do we honestly have to take every word that comes out of his mouth as, oh, it means something? Yes, because when the, when the greats start to get to that point where they're deciding, you know, swim or go home, it's, it's a talking point. It's always going to be a talking point. And I go back to a line from the 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 great father of great NASCAR legend, Ricky Bobby. I was probably high. He very well may have just been smoking doobies. Who knows? Good man. And, and, and there's part of me that thinks he does this just to mess with people. Of course he does. I think he says these things just because he knows everybody will lose their mind. Look, he's a smart cat, and he knows... If I say something semi-controversial about whether or not I'm going to play or how much longer I'm going to play, I'm going to own the news cycle for a day. Aaron Rodgers is not stupid. He may be high half the time, but he ain't stupid. And we don't know that. He may not be. It's just, you know, if it walks like a duck and yeah. talks like a duck, probably a duck. I think we know. I mean, don't we? Don't we all know? Aaron Rodgers is that one guy that you see in a vape store and go, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> You belong here. <laughs> so he could be, he could not be, but he knows. He knows he can own the news cycle by saying just something off the cuff. Didn't he do it at the last match? 
I think I, he did. I, I believe he did something to this. And then effect. for two days after the after the last match, it was oh, it's a, I mean, he hadn't had he hadn't gotten the big four year two hundred million dollar contract that he had just signed with the Packers. It was a little more tenuous of a situation contractually speaking last time, but still. You know, year in and year out, we're going to go through this. I feel like we're done with this with Tom Brady, don't you? Well, Tom just went full responsible adult. Tom was like, well, you know, you get older and you have responsibilities and, and you want to play good and you try to play good. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers just went, ah, I might not show up next week. Right. Who knows? Right. I'm just out here doing stuff. Out here living my best life. I feel like we can all come to the come to the realization that this is the last stand for Tom Brady. None of the stuff that ever panned out and, you know, or none of the stuff that was rumored in the off season panned out. He wasn't going to San Francisco. He wasn't going to Miami. He came back to Tampa and I have no misgivings that this is going to be the last season that he, he plays. I kind of do. You do. I, I think he you positioned think a, it. There's a third act coming. I, well, I, I, Oh wait! You said that in a weird way. You're saying that this is this the is end. it. This is the okay. You said that strangely. Okay. All right. Yeah. To me, this is the end. Now everybody will make it about. Well, you know, he's an unrestricted free agent next year. Mm-hmm. Stop doing that. No. All we have seen from Tom Brady in this off season is just fun. Tom Brady. This is full Tampa Bay. This is just. He, I mean, he's not showing up drunk like it was at the uh, at the Super Bowl parade or anything. No, but Brady strikes me as I, I feel like we're at midlife crisis, Brady, where he's trying to be the cool dad, and you're just not. That's not who you are, and we know it. I will say he did have the line of the night last night when he said his shot was a little chunky. It was a little chunky, and then said it was very Josh Allen-y. That was good. It was a good that shot. That was good. It was also good when he took one of those balls that had his uh, uh, combine picture on it and right. threw it in the woods. Right. That was also funny. Uh, you got to give it to the guys. They're having a lot of fun with this. As well they should. Yeah. This, look, this is what you need to be doing with your content. And I know that there are a lot of old guard people that go, well, that's not traditional. That's the point. Right. That's the point. We don't watch traditional things now. We watch one sport. We mm-hmm. watch the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I want you to think about what I'm going to say. I will bet you a considerable amount of money that match between four NFL quarterbacks will outrate every game that's been on TNT this year. Possibly. Every, the baseball, the NBA, I don't care. Mm-hmm. It'll outrate them all. Why? Because it's what we want to see. We want to see these guys have a little personality. I've always said this is the biggest drawback of baseball. The first second somebody shows any form of personality, nope, mm-hmm. not that's not how we do things. But there's no, I, I mean, I'll, t- I'll take a page out of your book. There aren't that many stars in baseball. I mean, there's a handful of guys, but you couldn't do this with baseball and pull a number, could you? Could you, could you foresee Mike Trout and Mookie Betts and... I'm starting to get thin already on the stars of the game. Right. Aaron, Aaron Judge, Judge and Shohei, Shohei Otani. Right. I'd the, watch it. Those guys playing on a golf course. You'd I'd watch. watch it. I'd watch it if for nothing else just to see how big uh, Aaron Judge's golf clubs have to be. Right. Those things have to look like Vladimir Guerrero's bat. They're like nine feet long. Mm-hmm. 
But this is not what you do. And I'll be honest with you, it's not what the NBA does. The NBA has a ton of personalities. Mm-hmm. You don't pander into any of them. Who are the loudest, uh, the, the most vocal members of the NBA? I'd say Kyrie's probably one. Uh, no, it's, it's not even close. Really? No. LeBron James is one, one, no, two, and true. four. <laughs> one, two, and every word that comes out of his mouth irritates about 60% of people. Mm-hmm. That's not good. That's not good. That's a bad sign for you. All right, take the same thing you said about baseball players. Mm-hmm. If we did this with LeBron, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Nikola Jokic, would you watch that? No. I would. Okay. I would, and I would enjoy every second of it. I was going to say, they used to have, back in the day, the uh, the traveling basketball teams, but you can't do that anymore. Right, I'm gonna, I'll say that I will will this into existence. Rock and jock, bring it back! Yeah. The NFL, though, the NFL teams used to have traveling basketball teams, and they would that's what they would do in the offseason. They would go around and have these little special – I saw the Miami Dolphins uh, basketball team play the Crossfire team up at the Civic Center way back in the day. I think O.J. McDuffie was the star of that. He was freakishly he was, athletic. He was a hell of a dunker. Yeah, I was about to say, he was really good in that footlocker celebrity slam a, dunk thing. Yeah, but it was fun. They had a couple of uh, like defensive, offensive linemen – 300 pound dudes out there you know balling it up it was a good exhibition that drew in some some fans this year has told me and you can vouch for this because you've been literally every time i've ever been on air save about five times you've been on the other opposite side of the table for me. right i've been railing this for four years now Mm -hmm. every sport seems to not understand what is consumable right the nba we are struggling in your finals with one of the biggest stars in your entity and two great young players. Mm-hmm. We're struggling to find anything to talk about. Anything. There's nothing there. It's just a wasteland of death. Well, it's all the same stuff. Like, if you listen to the national programs and they're talking about the NBA finals, they're all talking about the same thing. Do the Golden State Warriors have to win this? Does Steph Curry have to win this title to I'm be one so of the top tired. 10 players of all time? You, it, I've heard it, that on every freaking show. Yeah, and let me give you 30 seconds on that. You, tell me you're a moron without telling me you're a moron. I've heard three separate people say, well, Steph Curry's not actually a top five point guard of all time. Stop that. Stop talking. Right. What? Why does anyone listen, listen to a word you say? Right. Because that is pure insanity. And it's just funny to me. Mm-hmm. It's funny to me to sit back and watch this and go, you know what? The NFL can do anything. Anything. Mm-hmm. I want to know that there are good golfers, though. For me to watch it, I want to know that they are good golfers. Like, if the NBA is going to do it, Steph Curry has to be in it. Because we know Steph is a good golfer. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there were a lot of people who were, you know, they enjoyed the match but they were disappointed by the quality of golf and they're fine golfers. I actually, I'll be honest with you. I liked this drastically better without pros. Mm -hmm. I liked this drastically better. The first one was good because it was tiger and Phil. Mm -hmm. The second one was horrible because Bryson DeChambeau has the personality of a wet paper towel. Right. That was terrible. I I don't want to watch that. I want to watch these four guys go out there and be funny and yuck it up. And then with about four holes to go, they flip the light switch. The competitive juices start flowing. 
I was praying Aaron Rodgers missed that last putt. Yeah. Because I wanted to see a closest to the pin in a 12-hole golf exhibition. That's as locked into a sporting event as I have been in three months. Right. It's the first sporting event I have watched from pillar to post since the NFL season ended. All right. How did you feel about the match? You can hit us up in the comment section on YouTube. The big story in the golf world, though, since yesterday, the news broke that Dustin Johnson is going to play in this Saudi tournament, and he got a boatload of money to do it. What does it mean for his relationship with the PGA? What does it mean for the future of the PGA? We'll get into that coming up next right here on ESPN Asheville. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy here in the Ingalls studio. Always brought to you by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Dustin Johnson, who has so many trophies already on the PGA Tour, doesn't really care about more trophies, apparently, and he's all about that bag. Because that's what he secured from the LIV Golf League, this Saudi Arabian-backed Super League that has been touted for a while. We've talked about it ad nauseum of how is this going to affect the PGA and who's going to be the big name who takes the money and challenges the PGA. Well, apparently it's going to be Dustin Johnson. And I cannot wait to watch the PGA backpedal on this. Because they're going to. Yeah, Dustin Johnson got a contract worth around $125 million. It was, what was it, 100 million pounds, British pounds. So it translates roughly to $125 million. Guaranteed money to play on this tour. That's not the chance to win to $125 million in prizes. This is full-on $125 million walking in the door, and then you get the prize money on top of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, 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 this is generational money. Yep. Now, let me ask you a question. How old is Dustin Johnson? 29? 37. 37? He is 37 is years old. old. He is. Good Lord. He is 37 years old. Jeez. Now, how many events has he played this PGA Tour season? Now, just understand, we have two more majors left. Four. It's 11. Of the 11 he's played, he would be able to play five of them, no matter what the PGA says. Because they're not the ones that legislate it. Uh-huh. The USGA does. Oh, the majors. He yeah. can still play in the majors. So, And this was one of the th- and we didn't go d- deep into this because I wanted to see who the player was. Dustin Johnson is not the one I thought it would be. But now that I've seen it, I can't believe I didn't see it before. Mm-hmm. See, the one that makes all the sense. You get $125 million guaranteed dollars. So you're not going to be able to play in 
the heritage or the colonial or who cares? You're going to make more money doing this. It's not even, it it won't even be close. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about that. You can still play in the majors and you're going to force the hand of the PGA tour. Oh, you want to keep me out? Do that. Yeah. Because what will that do? This is one of those things that I've been watching this. I've, I've watched the lead up to this going, I do not see how you don't see how this is going to go with the PGA tour. Because what's that going to do? All right, so they came out and drew the line in the sand of we will sanction our players and if they go into this break-off league. Mm-hmm. And now you've got Dustin Johnson, Louis Ustase, and a couple other guys. Not not really many guys that move the needle. Those right. are the two that moved it the most. Right. Sergio Garcia. What's it going to do when you draw that line in the sand? I don't know. What? Force eyeballs to the other tournament. That's true. That's all you're doing. That is all you're doing. Oh, we won't let them play in our in our tournaments. Okay. Are you going to watch Dustin Johnson play in London in some sure. four man team shotgun start sure. nonsense? Yeah, of course you will. As a lay golf fan, of course you will. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it will go away the way the USFL did. I think you have just enough name power, and the PGA Tour has made this just enough of a thing. This is. I'm going to make a weird comparison here. I love analogies. This is a lot like the the friend that your spouse has at work. There's probably nothing going on. Right. But if you make a big deal, the bigger of a deal you make about it, the bigger of a problem it is going to create in your marriage. Right. Well, that's where the PGA Tour is. Right, because you're, you're, you're taking something that is not a them, and then you're creating a them. You're making a mountain out of a molehill. Mm-hmm. And I will guarantee you, Dustin Johnson probably didn't look at this and go, yeah, I want to do that off the jump. Then the money was thrown out there. And he went, what are you going to do? Right. Oh, you're not going to let me play in the, these this handful of events? He plays about 20 tournaments a year. That's his average mm-hmm. over the last five to ten years. Okay. All right, so I'm going – instead of playing the 20 that I play now, I'm going to make more money playing their eight and the five state side that I can play in that the PGA can't do anything about. And I'm going to make exponentially more money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That seems like the most hollow threat in the history of time. I'm going to force you to work less. And you're going to make more money. Yeah. You see how stupid that sounds when I say it that way? Of course. Of course. Because it's only, what, eight events? There to are, start out with? There are eight events in the first series of that tour. Right. Which will grow the more names that they get. Oh, and, and I'm I would, sure that the more and I there will be promise you. Did you notice that there were only forty-two names on that initial list? No, there's forty-two names on the initial list. How many players are in the are in the field? No, clue. forty-eight. And I will bet you a dollar to a donut. It's because they knew when you see DJ's name, when you see Sergio's name, and we knew Sergio. That was mm-hmm. the one that everybody knew. Right. You see Louis Ustazen's name. These fringe guys that were looking at it going. Well, you know, that's that's a lot of money. They're making calls. Mm-hmm. They're making calls saying, hey, can I still get in? I will bet you the six names that are left. First of all, Phil, I almost promise you is one of them. Okay. I don't care about the, the pushback, and we'll, we're going to talk about the, pull, the pushback after the bottom of the hour. Right. I could see this field being really nice by the end of it. Well, that was the one thing that we said they were going to have. We already know they have the monetary backing. 
See, that's the thing that none of these football leagues have ever had. They've never had the money. They've never been able to sustain because ticket sales and all that. You you can't get the eyeballs on it to Mm -hmm. start out, so they're doomed from the start. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, this Saudi Golf League, they have more money than God, apparently. Oh, they have they have all the money that you could ever want right. to do exactly what they want to and do. And the second thing you needed was names. And now you have a you multiple have time a name. Yeah, you have a multiple time major winner who's pulling in big money before the prize money, which is also going to be huge. They've already said what, five million dollars to the winner? Of the first event or something like that, it's it's going to be a lot. Yeah, it's it's the, been the a prize lot. pools are are very very large. Yes, and that's one. I thing mean, this is major level. Have. This is major level purses mm-hmm. in every event, and there's only eight of them. Right. So now I feel like if you're the PGA, you have you, you've painted yourself in a corner. I mean, you can tell guys not to do this all you want to. Say this out loud. Your employer looks at you and says, you can't take a side job that's going to pay you more money and you work less. Well, you, you can't come back to work if you go there. Uh, okay, they're paying me more money and I get more days off. Right. See ya. See ya. Gone. And that's exactly what Dustin Johnson has done. Mm-hmm. And how much will there be blowback from that? From the PGA, from the fans, from sponsors? Already seen he's on rocky footing apparently with RBC. Which RBC's he, let him go. They let him mm-hmm. go. Fully. RBC and UPS have both let him go. I had seen where they had asked him not to wear their stuff, wear their logos at the Saudi events, but I had not seen that they had completely cut ties with him. They have completely cut ties. Okay, so so RBC's gone. Will there be more coming? We'll talk about that up next, right here on ESPN Asheville. But first, let's get just a bit outside. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. The NBA Finals are here. Game one tonight at the Chase Center. They're in uh, San Francisco. The Golden State Warriors will take on the Boston Celtics. Game one of the NBA Finals. And when it comes NBA Finals time, everybody wants to bring their A game. That's not only for the players on the court, the owners of the team, the coaches, the referees. It's also for the broadcast crew. And unfortunately, we're not going to get the A-team for the broadcast tonight because of coronavirus. coronavirus. We got, uh, yeah, we've got COVID apparently spreading amongst the crew. Mike Breen, the lead play-by-play guy for the NBA Finals, game analyst Jeff Van Gundy, and Woj will not be available tonight. For game one of the NBA Finals because of coronavirus issues. There's no word that anybody is sick. Jeff Van Gundy seemed uh, very hoarse the other night in his last broadcast, and that he threw up some flags. That threw up red flags. But now we're left with the only guy from the ESPN number one team, Mark Jackson. He's the only one going to be the usual voice tonight on the uh, on the broadcast but hopefully it's only for a, a game and nobody cares <laughs> i mean let's be honest you're gonna watch the nba finals i mean if you're into the nba and you're into the finals you're gonna watch regardless of who's calling the game it's not really gonna take a whole lot away from the broadcast i wouldn't imagine espn has a nice stable of broadcasters that are going to be able to fill in admirably for just the moment but um yeah pj carlissimo 
He's going to be doing the, uh, the 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 radio, so he wasn't available. Doris Burke, same thing. Mark Kestisher, which I feel like you should have bumped the radio crew. Like, why can't the radio guys get any love? Yeah, we we don't get we don't get love. We got we, we, we don't get the love for these things. Right, there is always some truth to that. You've got a face for radio thing. You always, we are proof positive right, of that. Right, you always are better on the uh, on the the audio side than so much the visual side. But uh, hopefully, everybody's going to be back for game two in San Francisco on Sunday. We have our first billionaire in the NBA. LeBron James has officially become the first active NBA player to have a net worth of a billion dollars. Nobody's surprised. Made $121 million from May May of 21 to May of 2022. Wow. He is the third NBA player to ever reach a total net worth of over a billion dollars. Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan both did it, but it was after they retired. Right. I, one of these days, I'm going to understand how exactly the money in the NBA is this large. I, one day, I will get it. I, I don't currently, and I'm going to use this to tie in a comment and exactly where I'm headed with the next thing we're going to talk about. Okay. Patrick Hull asked in our YouTube comments, have we seen the ratings for the NBA? Yep. You're below 6 million viewers for your highest watch games. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fine. I mean, it, it's Okay. Anytime you start hearing the comparison to 2020 or 2021, you know it's not good. Right. And they don't want you to look past like 2015. Don't don't get don't go back any further. <laughs> that's that's not good. Cord cutting and bad things like that. Right. I will never understand how interest in this league has never been less. Fact or fiction? Fact. I have never in my life seen a more nondescript season for one of the major sports you know, taking out baseball mm-hmm. yeah baseball you, you did this you to yourself your problems yeah. you did this to yourself what was the big story of the nba year the thing that was most talked about mm-hmm. i think was the kyrie irving thing and, and that's kind of my point yeah i can't in good conscience not hammer the nba when i've hammered major league baseball for the same thing for years mm-hmm. when your biggest stories have nothing to do with what happens in the game you have a problem right and now, I believe this LeBron James thing creates a problem as well. What's that? Who's the second most marketable player in the NBA? Ooh. Second most marketable? I guess you, see, you see the problem with that? Yeah, I was, I was thinking, is it? it's not Giannis. That's where the problem it's lies. It's not Jokic. You have, a not 38, you have a 38-year-old guy that is without a doubt the face of your, uh, of your league. And you don't have a next man up. I would say maybe Steph, who's thirty four. Right, he's he also the same be age. I, I don't. He could be on either side of that, but mm-hmm. obviously, I, I had my own interaction with him, so I know we're roughly the same age. Right. And then what? You got where, where, where you go now? Who's also thirty four years old? Mm-hmm. And then what? I'm just seeing a storm brewing here that I don't know how you're going to get out of it, right? Because there's no villain. Sports are good when there's a villain. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady has been the villain in the NFL for 22 years. I know he's he made a deal with the devil. I, I get it. Nobody He has hurt no one as often as he has hurt me. I get it. But it still makes it interesting. It's just like a movie. 
There has to be a bad guy. Of course. Nobody's watching a movie where everybody's just holding hands and skipping through a field singing Let the Sun Shine In. Right. Nobody cares. There needs to be a bad guy. Right. And even movies like that have, you know, you said it, so Sound of Music. There were Nazis in The Sound of Music. They were the villains. Oh, Everybody I thought, I thought you were my, I thought you were headed for an Aaron Rodgers joke there, which is totally where I was headed. <laughs> if there is a movie like that, somebody would have to hang out with Aaron Rodgers to enjoy it. Right. Just see a problem. A little bit of a problem with the NBA. I, I just don't see where the intrigue is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see where the... That's what you always have to look at with these tide changes. The old guard goes out. Mm-hmm. And we saw, I'll be honest with you, this is going to sound like I'm reaching. I really don't feel like I am. I think we saw a little of that last night. You got Tom and Aaron. This is the old guard. Mm-hmm. They are way closer to the 19th hole drinking beers in the clubhouse than they are to the tee off on, on one. No doubt. Not even close. One's 12 months away from it. The other one could be. So you what do you know. do? You bring in these two young guys. Josh Allen, who I'm going to be honest with you, has the personality of a cell phone case. And it showed. But he still did just enough to be interesting. Mm-hmm. None of these other sports seem to be developing that. And long term, that's a problem. A big problem. I would agree. I mean, you the NBA has its stars, but you don't have that one marketable face. And I think the international guys have a lot to do with that. Because the international guys have kind of taken over the sport as the biggest stars. I would argue the next four on that list are all international guys mm-hmm. you got Giannis, you got luca you got Jokic. who Embiid. am i forgetting Embiid, yeah i could yeah okay i mean yeah he played at kansas but he's an right, international yeah, yeah, guy right, well. right 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 that's that's why i'm like i'm i'm so i for some reason i don't think of him as that way because he played in college we got to know him well, for a year at kansas kind of kind of you got to see him for a minute, and then he right. got hurt, and you went, hey, that guy was really good. He was really good. He was really good. But next up, is it going to be Zion? I, you know, there's a path to that. There is a path to well, that. Well, you got to play games first to make that happen. Well, and that's, that's and kind that's of the his problem. Big problem. His big problem is uh, his availability. Your greatest ability is your availability. availability. <laughs> right. So what's the fallout from Dustin Johnson getting $125 million to go play in the LIV Saudi-backed special super golf league thing? I think I still think you need a better name for it. What does LIV stand for anyway? Nobody oh, knows. Nobody I, cares. I do know, but I can't. I don't remember off the top of my head. It's not important. $125 million guaranteed to Dustin Johnson. That is no prize money included in that number. And what kind of a problem does this create? Because the golf, obviously the PGA wants to make this big deal about it. But I don't think that golf fans really care. Now, I'm not the, I'm not the seasoned golf fan, so I don't count. I'm interested just to see how this goes. But are diehard PGA fans, do they care that this new league is around and that somebody is thumbing their nose, so to speak, at Patrick Monaghan? I would say the the average golf fan does not care that there's another league. The I, I'm going to be honest with you. What I'm getting ready to say is not going to be real popular with with a certain with with certain people. Okay, and I'm going to say this as nicely as I can. 
get over it because it's the truth. The big kerfuffle with this LIV Golf League is that it is basically an arm of the Saudi Arabian government. That That's who's running it. And if you want to be upset and, and boycott it because of that, totally get it. Do you have that same bullish mentality with the NBA? Because if you do, more power to you. You won't watch the NBA because of their interactions in, in China and the, the things that they do. Okay. What I cannot stand, and I've listened to this since the Dustin Johnson news came out with a lot of people that do what we do. Oh, how could you ever do that? As you're talking about the NBA. Right. You literally stop talking about one to talk about this. One outrages you and one doesn't. You're disingenuous. That's the only way I can say that. Mm-hmm. You can't be mad at one and not be mad at the other. doesn't work that way. Flat out does not work that way. If you are, get it. If you're not and you don't want to do the political side of it, I get it. Yeah. You can't play both sides of that fence. You just can't do it. And I want to name names here so bad I can't stand it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> you protect the names of the it, it, Well, I mean, you can figure it out. It's right. not that hard to figure out. Right. To me, I don't care. To me, I think it adds something new. It adds something that the PGA's never had, well, which is, this is competition. Well, this is well, I and I agree with that. Here's the we have branded this show since the first day we did it is we don't talk about political things, mm-hmm. and here's why: I don't think about those things. The, the, I could not tell you half of the owners in any of these sports. You know why? Because it has nothing to do with the entertainment value of this. Right. It does to some people, and you're entitled for that to go that way. doesn't work that way with me. Is this going to be an entertaining event? Then I'll watch it because it's entertainment. I, I don't need to know the backstory of everything. It has nothing to do with me. Right. I, I don't worry about the political views of an actor. Why would I care where the money in a in a golf league comes and I, from? And I get I get where people would be taken aback by that. Oh, it's Saudi money. They had you know they, they have a lot of backwards ways and all that kind of stuff. I get I get that part of it. I mean, I look, mean, and these are horrid your, people. Oh, I'm not in any way sure, saying that they're not. Sure, but when it comes to the actual enjoyment of the sport, does it really matter? Does it really matter to the average fan? here would be my question why is this such a big deal now and the only thing i can come back to is because the pga knows this is a threat yeah they know this is a threat if this london event happens and it it by the way does happen Mm -hmm. on the day of a pga event Mm -hmm. where is the number going to skew to it's gonna go to the new side now will that stay that way i can't answer that it might. It the first on week, there's no doubt they will destroy them. They will destroy them. Maybe they will because it's what the RBC Heritage, the one in Canada. I think so. Yeah, I think that's the one. I, I can't remember the event that is, but I know it's a smaller event on yeah, the schedule. I think that's the one that it conflicts with, and you know that's it's not a tournament that's going to get eyeballs anyway. And the LIV would be stupid to have one of their events on a major day. You know, oh, I mean, no. it's like, it's and, like the and NFL. you're not going to do that. Right, like I have the, eight dates. I can cherry pick the, the eight worst weekends of your schedule, and that's exactly what they did. Right. I mean, it's like the NBA scheduling things on days that the NFL plays. Like, they know they're just going to get killed. 
And it would be the same way with the LIV where they to do that during major time. Oh, by the way, uh, Armchair Commentary has, has answered the what does the name mean. Okay. LIV is the Roman numeral for 54, right? which is also the perfect score theoretically in golf. Oh, see, it makes sense now. That's a three on every hole. Nobody's ever come close to doing that, but mm-hmm. according to the interwebs, I didn't think they named it after the Super Bowl that the Atlanta Falcons tanked. I'm sorry I had to get it in there. It's just it's just one of those things. Anyhow. Just had to take a shot at the Falcons. They were I feeling good. They, they get the I throwback helmets back. Atlanta was having a good day. Which I am all here for. Those red helmets with the black and white stripes down the middle and the black Falcon, all, all about it. I just hope they don't wear those fubu-looking jerseys. No, no, no. They're wearing the throwback jerseys. Good. Yeah, this is... is, They're only wearing them one time. Mm -hmm. But this is full throwback. Old-school jerseys with... I will say... Sanders. And you're not going to like this, and I already know it. Yeah. They changed the helmet just a little bit, and now there's a gold stripe in the middle. You're not going to like it. I know you well enough that as soon as I saw that, I went, that'll be the first thing he says. (laughs) I saw the... I saw the shot, and I didn't notice a gold stripe down the middle. There is the the white stripe that was in the middle, because it was a white there was a black stripe with a white on the outside. Now it's got a gold on the outside. Ah, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Still looks cool, and I'm glad that you're doing it. But some people may feel, you know, some fans may hold it against Dustin Johnson and never be a Dustin Johnson fan ever again. But I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm so new to the golf game that I don't see it that way. Well, it's not that you're new to it. It's that it's a – there are just people that – and they tend to have blue check marks on t- on Twitter mm-hmm. that don't understand that there are a percentage of us that watch sports to sheerly be entertained. I do not care who the quarterback of the New England Patriots is dating. I don't care. I don't care where Robert Kraft got his money. I don't care. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with this. And there are just certain people that can compartmentalize that way. I'm not saying it's bad if you can't. That's your right. Right. There's just some people that don't. And Dustin Johnson's a 37-year-old guy that just married his longtime girlfriend who just so happens to be the daughter of the greatest hockey player that ever lived. And somebody threw more money at him than he could spend in three lifetimes. See, I feel the same way about those uh, those people doing that as I do about the people who hate like or refuse to go see Top Gun because Tom Cruise is a crazy person. Because you know, I, complete, I completely forgot that until somebody mentioned it to me the other day. The that, Scientology that, thing? Well, I don't know anything about that. I don't even know what that really is. If I was being honest, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I, I was thinking about him jumping up and down on Oprah's couch right, and right, the right, Katie right. Holmes thing. I, I forgot all of that. Mm-hmm. But there are some people that feel that way. Like my wife refuses. She will not watch anything with Tom Cruise in it because he's a crazy person. And apparently she sided with Katie Holmes in the breakup. I don't know what that's all about, but some people care about those things. And then there are people who are like, I don't care. The dude makes great movies. Great being loosely used. Apparently this Top Gun movie is great. I've heard it only is apparently great things. I I'm going to have to go watch this, but it's, it's such a commitment. You need to watch the first one first. That's where I was headed. Now i got to watch the first one. <laughs> Which, really, you should have. And then I'm going to play the fun game of where is Fat Val Kilmer in the second one. Is he in it? I think I his voice is in it. I don't think he's actually in the think, movie. I don't think his voice is in it. You wouldn't be able to tell. 
You haven't seen Val Kilmer in a while, have you? Oh, Val Kilmer makes me look like uh, Muggsy Bogues. Yeah, he's 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 not in good shape. No, he's and I he's would not. I would highly recommend the the documentary that's out there. I think it's on Amazon. It's just Val, and it's the story of what happened to him and where, what he's doing now. But yeah, he's had throat cancer and all this. It's not good. Not good. I hope he does get a cameo in it. At some I think point. somebody told me his voice is in it. Okay. That could be completely wrong, and it could be a throwback to the first movie. I have no idea. I was going to say, like a flashback to the first movie or something. I don't know. Anyhow, we've trailed off down a rabbit hole. Where's my rabbit? you got all these fancy animations that still have no rabbit. It's hard to find a rabbit. Go to thesportocracy.com, click on that live video link so you can see us on YouTube every time that we are live. I can have an Easter bunny, but he's he's got eggs. There are no eggs. I just need a rabbit. And, hole. and when we come back, Jeremy will give you the picks of the night in Green on Green. Just keep your eye on the ball. At Ingles, we know that big dreams don't always make it to the big leagues. But we also know that baseball, it's family. It's about building character. And as sure as there'll be some stumbles on that journey from first to home, we'll be right there cheering you on. This is baseball. And this is who we are. Ingalls, we're with you every step of the way. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a sub hospitality touch coffee's the closer zone get him the money then when you get the money you get the power that watch costs more than your car then when you get the power then you get the work it's winding down we only have a few more of these before football season because i absolutely refuse to wager on baseball Four picks for you tonight. We're back to 160, 158, and 6 for the year. Four picks for you. The first one, the Boston Celtics take on the Golden State Warriors tonight. Boston's a three and a half point dog. Over under is 214 and a half. I'm really torn on this series. Currently, 87% of the money is on Golden State. FPI has Boston as an 86% favorite to win this series. Mm hmm. And for once, I think the analytics are right. I like Boston, and I think they're going to steal one of these games in in Golden State, and I'm not so sure that it's not tonight. I'm taking Boston. I'm taking Boston plus the three and a half. I'm not confident enough to say they're going to win outright, and I'm going to go under the 214 and a half. Also, we have hockey tonight between the Edmonds and Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche. I'm going to cling to something I said in a previous series. Goaltender seems to be really important as a lay hockey fan. Colorado doesn't have theirs. Edmonton does have theirs. And they have the best player in hockey. I'm going to go out on a limb and take the Edmonton Oilers plus one and a half under seven total goals. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up. It's yours. You don't. I got no sympathy for you. Take those wagers to BetUs.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY and get a 125% deposit bonus on whatever you put in, up to $2,500. whole lot of free play money there. Up for grabs at BetUs.com. 
Again, just use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY. I have been losing a lot of weight, and it has done me wonders. I am moving faster. I am wanting to get more active. I feel more more confident about myself around the pool. Yeah, Memorial Day weekend, the pool opened back up. And, I, I you know, I'm not saying I'm strutting around the pool because I still got some things to take care of. But with more than 66 pounds down in 25 weeks with the Ph.D. weight loss program, I'm feeling better about who I am, and they could do the same for you. One of my problems was always, who's shocked? I'm a little lazy. That led to bad eating habits, which led me to being overweight, which caused a series of problems in my life. Just half a year on this program with PhD, I'm sleeping better than I've slept in my entire adult life. I'm walking golf courses, which I used to make fun of people for. Right. Why would you walk when you can take a cart? Now I'm one of those people, and it's all thanks to the program, food, and schedule from PhD Weight Loss. MyPhDWeightLoss.com. I know everybody says this about their program, but this is my program, and it can change your life. MyPhDWeightLoss.com, and don't forget phd weight loss now the official weight loss program of the clemson tigers and their fans coming up in the next hour after sports center update we will be back with you in just a couple of minutes to talk about david tepper and the real estate company that was building that uh that big monstrosity of a of a practice training facility down in rock hill south carolina is now filed for chapter 11 bankruptcy what are the uh what's the fallout from all of that plus we'll talk about the nba finals we'll give you a preview of that we've got a journeyman quarterback in the nfl who is calling it quits legend he's he's quite legendary at least when you consider his beard oh the beards the top five beards in the history of sports it's him and brett casel and yeah, I'm done with that. We'll think more about that. We'll do ultimate beards in the next hour as well. Coming up here on ESPN Asheville. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. And here for the second hour of the program on this Thursday afternoon, ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy always heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Take us anywhere you go, live or on demand. And we're always brought to you by Ingalls Supermarkets. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Don't forget to watch us on YouTube as well. Go to thesportocracy.com, click on the live video link. Once you get through to YouTube, you can like the video, share it out with your friends. You can subscribe to the channel as well. That gets you into the chat where you can communicate with us immediately. And one of our wonderful listeners, Armchair Commentary, has given us a uh, a, a topic for after the show. Okay. First Super Chat of the day. He said, Muggsy Bugs, Jeremy Roenick, David Wells, and Ray Lewis play golf. That's his dream celebrity foursome. Sign me up. Really? So that's going to be the social media question for after the show. Is Jeremy Rennick a good golfer? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's a really good. He's the one of those four that are really good. Okay. He's always played in that celebrity golf tournament. I still thing. don't understand why Romo hasn't been in one of these. Uh, I don't think they invite him because he would eviscerate he most would of these. the field. Romo, Steph Curry. Romo, Steph Curry, John Smoltz, and Mark Mulder. That's probably the four best 
I forgot about Smolty. Oh, Smolty's fantastic. He is. He's a great golfer. He's in his 50s, and he would smoke practically anybody you have ever played That's golf with. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, does it have to be limited to sports, though? No. Because I would, I would go comedians. I want to see comedians on the golf course. Bill I wanna, Burr. I want to see Burt Kreischer, Burt oh, Kreischer yeah. and Tom Segura against, I don't know, is Ricky Gervais a golfer? He's one of my favorite comedians, but I don't. I don't know. I don't see him as much of an athlete. And you do see Burt Kreischer as one. No, but Burt and is, I, I think, would have a blast on a golf Bert course. But Burt is physical. Like he's physical enough in his comedy. And if you've if you've seen any of the old shows that he used to do of the Burt Goes Wild show that he had on the Travel Channel, any of that stuff. I mean, he's very physically active. He's like a, you know, not quite the athlete that Chris Farley was, but. Because I've never seen him do handsprings and things. I still feel like he would fall into that category. Anyhow. Yeah, so celebrity foursome golf tournament. Hit us up in the comments on the YouTube channel. We'll uh, we'll shout those out throughout this hour of the program. Big news today. Everybody flipping out. Oh, my God. David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, has filed for bankruptcy. Well, I mean, that's the thing with billionaires and their financials this is just the one segment of what he does this has no effect on his standing as an nfl owner or how much money he has to operate the team oh no they've already the nfl's already come out and said this has nothing to do with the ownership group of the team this so he set up gt real estate holdings llc to do the building of the training facility that was going to take that was going to be housed or homed or whatever down in Rock Hill, South Carolina, as we reported on this program and you've heard on uh, every other radio program that covers the Carolina Panthers talk about the deal that fell through with Rock Hill. Rock Hill promised some tax breaks and things like that and some infrastructure improvements that they didn't meet up to their standards or to the standards of David Tepper and the GT Real Estate Holdings LLC, so they shut the project down. This, so this is from the official word here. GT Real Estate Holdings LLC had liabilities between $100 million and $500 million and assets between $100 million and $500 million and 49 creditors. They're going to go before a judge. The judge will see to it that the creditors are paid back that's a this lot is, of liability. This is just David Tepper. $500 million is hands. a lot of liability. Oh, sure. But this was going to be a massive project that we still really don't know who dropped the ball on this. I feel like Rock Hill reneged on what they said they were going to do. And David Tepper said, okay, we don't really need this facility. There just seems to be a lot of noise around David Tepper. Yeah. I, I have long been of the belief, and look, I'm a Jets fan. That's that's the one team that really gets all of the, the, the feelies from me. Right. I've never loved Woody Johnson. Didn't love when he got into politics. Mm-hmm. But at least it's quiet around him. David Tepper's not had a great week. No. Between the Rock Hill thing... The, the the football club thing. Yeah. I don't know. Have you heard that story? No. So, 14 games in, he fires the coach. Mm-hmm. Nobody can figure out why. They're like two points out of the playoffs. 
I think that the standings are scored like hockey. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. If I'm wrong, somebody I think, tell I me. I think you're right. Well, it came out yesterday that the reason is they have these, and I, I'm not going to explain this well, but there are international players that come over after a certain period of time. Well, apparently one of those players that's coming to Charlotte said, I'm not playing for that guy. And so they had to fire him. Mm-hmm. That's that's not good. Being a completely lay soccer fan, that's not good. And I'm where I'm headed with this is more in my wheelhouse of what I do know. How many stadiums in the NFL are older than the Panthers' current stadium? Do I would say the Buffalo Bills. That's one of them, and that's already done. That that deal has already been right, signed, delivered. Right. That is coming in the in the coming few years. Right, twenty twenty six. I think was the I uh, think was the target date. There was the target date. Um, I would say there's probably maybe two more. Six. Oh, there's six more. I was shocked that there were that. Are there six many. total, or are there seven? total are you saying there's six, there's six the that are older okay, than the right. panther stadium all right so them and the jaguars are tied with each right. other so five more plus the bill stadium and i feel like david tepper is a phenomenal person from everything i've ever been told okay he's also a phenomenal businessman and when things tend to go awry and i think anybody could admit this is not going exactly how you wanted it to there's been a lot of bad press mm-hmm. in a very short period of time what people with massive influence and massive power and massive money tend to do when things have gone that way, I'm going to go get a win. There's only one really comfortable win on the table for him, mm-hmm. and that's stadium. That's stadium. I feel like this bankruptcy deal has come out because he's found somewhere else to go. Couldn't tell you where it is. It's obviously not in Rock Hill. I've read that a couple times. Well, they could reinvestigate this. When you have $500 million in liability, you're not re- you're not investigating that deal. Right. That deal's dead. Yeah. The, I mean, Rock Hill, according to David Tepper's words, Rock Hill has burned the bridge on that. Yeah. So he's not going to go back to Rock Hill to build his stadium. I think they still – all the talk I've ever heard about a new stadium in – charlotte or in the charlotte area has always been the huge plot of land down near carowinds yes on the south carolina north carolina border that's always the place that they talk about having a stadium but then you got so many people from down there say oh this this is a horrible area to have a stadium you're going to have a lot of problems like you do with the tampa bay rays getting people to the trop out in st petersburg because the traffic's going to be terrible and all that (laughs) that's that is the most comically stupid argument it's the NFL. You know, it's, it's a different weird. animal. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't seem to struggle to get people in the stadium. That's yeah, but their stadium is downtown. Yeah, I, and I get that. The traffic's still a disaster. Yeah, you've been to that town. I've I been have. to that town. Yeah, the yeah. traffic around that stadium is a disaster. It's not the greatest. I, 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 name me. I don't know how many stadiums you've been to. I, I've been to a good number. Mm-hmm. Name me the one that you're like, man, this is real easy. I just drove right in, drove right out. Right. It There's doesn't exist. Right. There's not one. I've even been to several games at the Trop, and I don't, I don't see the problem. Like the Jets and the Giants built a stadium that is literally right beside where the dump of New Jersey used to be. <laughs> Never really had a problem. Right. None of that matters. You just have to find a spot to get it done. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this, the timing of this is very ironic. What is that line I always say? 
Who wants you to know that? Mm-hmm. Why would you file for this right now? This has been happening for months. To my knowledge, everything I've read, there's nothing new that has happened here. So is this sending the signal? No. Okay. This is uh, compartment. This is a wealthy guy compartmentalizing, going, okay, that's done. We're on to new things. Sure. Because I got this over here, whatever this is, and I'm going to deal with this, and and we'll 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 cut the check over here to allow that mistake to go away. Yeah. For a guy that's worth nine billion dollars, and who knows what the total is on all of his businesses. I'll make a sweeping declaration. I'll bet you anything you, that you, that you want to throw my way. They have a stadium deal done by the end of the year. Could possibly. They could possibly have a stadium deal done, but I just don't know. I I mean, I used to do politics with a guy who knows all things Charlotte politics, and I don't know how much help you're going to get from Charlotte to do that. And that's that's the thing that's been standing in it. See, that's why when I originally saw he's pulling out of the deal with Rock Hill, to me, if it's a political thing, this is could be. I'm not saying this is the intention, but it could be a signal to Charlotte of you're going to have to pony up and you're going to have to stick to your agreements because I am a multi-billionaire worth $9 billion and I can cut loose anytime. Oh, he's been, I mean, he's been posturing for that for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure this is the first time we've ever really dealt with this. I mean, yeah, the Hornets, I get it. There's a big difference between the NBA in the late 90s, early 2000s, and the NFL right now. Yep. If David Tepper goes to this city and says, here's the thing. I can get out of here in a few years. Mm -hmm. Ball's in your court. I have a funny feeling there will be an agreement of some kind. Could be. What's it going to cost? That'll be a story for a different day. Uh, <laughs> oh, stadiums at this point, you, your minimum, a billion and a half, two billion dollars. Sure. Minimum. And he doesn't do anything no. small potatoes. Yeah, you're, you're not going to, this won't be, this will be a. It's going to be full on climate controlled dome, all that kind of stuff because he wants to use it for other things. And like I've always laughed at, and I swear to you, I'm not intentionally trying to do political things today. I'm really not. Okay. I have always laughed at people that said, oh, I don't want taxpayer dollars to, 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 to. You do realize how much these things make, right? Like, you get that. Right. Having an arena like that in Charlotte. I, I, I don't know how into music you are, but Luke Combs just did Mile High Field. Did you see how many people were there? Oh, I know the number. It was 86,000 people. That's a bunch. That's that, That's quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. And that's what David Tepper sees. That's the reason he's not going to back down on this. Right. Charlotte's still a major market. It, but it's a major market that has never played with the other major markets. The difference between Charlotte and Atlanta is not as grandiose as people make it out to be. The problem is that you've never had somebody like a David Tepper that came in with the money to facilitate all these things. Mm-hmm. So is it going to cost you a little bit now? Absolutely. Yep. But in the long run, it will be well worth it. Uh, this is not a game you want to play. Right. Uh, in our comments, uh, L.A. State Road says Dale Mabry is a parking lot on game days. That's that's the road where the Tampa Bay Stadium is, Dale Mabry Boulevard. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't know. I've never been there on game days. So I don't I've know what been that's all to, about. I've been to every stadium you can comfortably drive to from here that has an NFL team. Mm-hmm. There's only one that's not an absolute disaster, 
and it's Nissan Field in in Nashville. Okay. And the reason for that is I've never actually driven to the stadium. I've stayed on the other side, and then you just can walk. comfortably just get over there. All uh, right. So I never had to deal with the traffic. Yeah. I'm sure if you drive in there, I'm sure it's a nightmare. Sure. They're all a nightmare. Of course it I've is. I've always I mean, laughed at that. The, the, the reason the Tampa Bay Rays don't draw is because the stadium's in the wrong section of town. <laughs> okay. Sure it is. Yeah. You, it well, it doesn't it, make way more sense that you put a baseball team that's less than 25 years old in a city that is a copious number of transplants that already had other teams. Right. Because you don't seem to struggle to sell when the Yankees in are in town. Right. Because you got a lot of New Yorkers that have moved to Florida right. for the golden well, years. Well, and the people in Tampa grew up with the Yankees. The Yankees were their team because that's where the spring training facility has been since the 1950s. So that's always been a problem for Tampa as well. But, yeah, I, I, they've always tried to make sense of why can't we bring in – why can't we bring people into the game because our teams are, are, are competitive for the most part. Call the, the Savannah lowest? Bananas. I promise yeah. you, they'll get people in the. They'll get people in the stadium. That feels like that needs to be a journey. We need to go to a Savannah Bananas game. That's a, an excuse to go to Savannah. I'm True. I'm all the way in. True. I mean, because they've figured out how to do baseball right. You could tell me that I was driving to Savannah, and when I got there, somebody was going to hit me in the head with a nine iron, and I'd go, uh, "When do we leave? Yeah, it's tonight. Do we try to beat the traffic, or." But I think that I think that's part of Major League Baseball's problem is that they don't. They don't have enough of that. You don't have that connection like you do with minor league teams to be able to bring people in and make it a show. I mean, you have your little games and stuff between innings, but does that really draw anybody? No. No. Give me something special. No, Give me something the, I've never seen before. The, the comparison between a major league baseball team and what the Carolina Panthers would draw is it's apples and oranges. As a matter of fact, it's not even apples and oranges because it's, it, it's like apples and soda cans. Yeah. It's I mean, not even the same material. Unless you're a heritage team. Unless you're the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox. The, all even, those teams man. pull in great numbers. And even, I, I think you said the Yankees wrong. That's the only one that makes money like a like an NFL team does. I mean, you got to think, how many more home dates do you get? And these NFL teams are still making more money than oh, you. Oh, sure. So it's, to me, not even in the ballpark outside of the Yankees. Right. So for me, this is just this was a great big signal from David Tepper of I'm done playing games. Yep. I need a win, and I'm going to get one one way or the other. So just don't play this game. I love having this team here. I do too. Just get it done. There, there's it, it's too good for too many people involved. Mm -hmm. Are there going to be logistical headaches? Absolutely. It's a developed city. You're not just going to find some 400-acre track of land and go, well, look, we, we can put it right there. Right. And we do this every single time a stadium comes up. Mm -hmm. And the taxpayers, oh, well, I don't want to pay for it. Why? Why Why do you not want to pay for it? Because I don't like football. And? Do you like money going right. into your city? Do you like jobs? I, I wasn't even going down the jobs path. Jobs are good. Jobs are good. Money's good. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. It's a win, 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 win. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Yes, we've got a journeyman quarterback who's calling it quits. We'll talk about that up next here on ESPN Asheville, live from the Ingalls studio. Just keep your eye on the ball. At Ingalls, we know that big dreams don't always make it to the big leagues. 
But we also know that baseball, it's family. It's about building character. And as sure as there'll be some stumbles on that journey from first to home, we'll be right there cheering you on. This is baseball, and this is who we are. Ingalls, we're with you every step of the way. The Sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! Welcome back into the Ingalls studio here on ESPN Asheville. I'm Tank Spencer. Jeremy Green is here as well, and... We have to say goodbye to the beard. Ryan Fitzpatrick, after 17 seasons in the NFL, is calling it quits. 35,000 yards. You excited about that? I, I, I loved Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I did. I, he was one of my favorite Jet quarterbacks of all time. The Connor McGregor press conference when he was in Tampa is still one of my favorite moments so ever. I also feel like he's going to be a guy that's never really appreciated for just how good he was. I mean, he was fine, right? Let's play a fun game. Okay. Here's a list of guys that he threw for more yards than. Okay. Phil Sims, Steve Young, Troy Aikman, Kurt Warner, currently Derek Carr, Steve McNair, Randall Cunningham, Rich Gannon, Terry Bradshaw, Joe Namath, he had a very good career. Very good. It career. was just spanned across ninety six destinations. Right, but there was no there was no time that you ever felt that he was as good as those guys. No, no, and that's okay. not what I'm saying. Right. I'm just saying he's going to be remembered as you kept saying journeyman quarterback. Yeah. And technically, you're right. I just feel like he was more than that. I mean, he started for nine different NFL teams, which is I think that's a record. It is a record. So, I mean, you got to give him his due. He was the guy that kept hanging on, kept hanging on, kept getting a job somewhere else and go, oh my God, we'll got Ryan Fitzpatrick and he'd come in and be good. I remember thinking that same thing in Tampa when he was our quarterback of, oh, really? We're going to do that? And then he comes out and he has great games. 16 seasons in the NFL. Yeah. How many winning seasons did he have? Uh no it was zero it was three. Oh, it was three it was three okay and one ten and six year with the jets it's the only time he won 10 games in a season <laughs> okay other than that he went two and one in 2017 with tampa bay mm-hmm. and was four and three with miami <laughs> other than that he was below five he was 500 or worse every year of his career wow um yeah i mean there are just some guys that transcend the game and ryan fitzpatrick's best quality was that he was from harvard have you heard what his what his next step is? No, he's negotiating with Amazon right now is to be really? involved in there. All right, I could see that. Oh, I'm all the way in. I, I I would much rather you go Ryan Fitzpatrick than Drew Brees. Okay. Ugh. I don't know. I've never heard Ryan Fitzpatrick I don't on have a game to. call, so I don't. Know. I don't have to. The coffee cup I'm drinking out of would be better than Drew Brees. <laughs> Maybe and I'm not I mean, sure it wouldn't be better than Tom did. Brady, but look, when you go to Tampa Bay, out. you find a personality, and uh, it happened with Ryan Fitzpatrick. It happened with Tom Brady. I just want him to show up to every Amazon broadcast with the Conor McGregor suit on. Right. 
just full on four buttons down, gold chain, sunglasses. That's the guy I want doing football games. He's going to have to get his own gold chains, though, Um, because I don't know that anybody on the broadcast crew will let him borrow their chains for for props, Ah, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers He's done fine. I think it was Chris Godwin. I think he borrowed the the chains from Chris Godwin to do that, which is still one of the most legendary. When you see a picture, like if he were ever to be considered for like a, you know a veteran selection into the NFL Hall of Fame, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, his bust should be of that press conference. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Just looking with all his glory, with the chains and the chest hair and the and the beard, one of the greatest beards in all of sports. In sports history. I have the perfect comp to him. And okay. he will never be looked at in the same vein that this guy was. Okay. It's Vinny Testaverde. Yeah. They're yeah. borderline the same guy. Yeah, but Vinny just had more. One was sizzle. the number one pick in the draft, and one was a little there, little fun story from harvard yeah, but there were also times when you saw vinny have great games and you went that's that's the guy how right? many how many of those did you see he was it, my the best Didn't years he of his career game where he threw like six touchdown passes for the dallas cowboys just out of nowhere yeah and he was 80 I mean, he sure. was 84 years old he also threw 20 interceptions in the season you're talking about that's fine i'm just they're very comparable there were moments he had his moments. Unfortunately, Fitzpatrick's touchdown to interception ratio is a little better. Unfortunately, win loss record looks a lot alike. Unfortunately, Vinny was tied to the two worst franchises of all time in sports: Tampa or, Bay Buccaneers and the Cleveland Browns. I was going to say New York Jets, but okay, we're not worse than the Browns. Get out of here. Are we're not worse not? than the Browns. Aren't Get out of here. I will say he did. He did go twelve and one year, twelve and one one year as the starter of the Jets. So both say, Jets quarterbacks. At least the Cleveland Browns had the Jim Brown era. Uh, yeah, which was Jets seventy years ago. No, we won a Super Bowl. Uh, how many of those the Cleveland got? That's true. Okay, that's true. Okay, in argument, win that one. lawyered. Well, I don't care <laughs> if it's in nineteen sixty nine. We have a Super Bowl trophy. You go to one Jet Drive. There is a Lombardi Trophy in that building. Cleveland has leather helmets. And a bunch of, well, we won the AFL. Well, tremendous. Good for you. You know what that a dollar will get you? A Coke. Uh, you're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. It's time to get weird. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. I'm going to take you to Burlington, Wisconsin for today's weird story from, uh, from, from me anyway. Is it about cheese? It is not about cheese. It's oddly enough about a, a mode of transportation that not too many people choose. A cheese mobile. Uh, not a cheese mobile. A uh, hot air balloon. Hot air balloons. Absolutely. Unequivocally, you could not give me enough money to get in a hot air balloon. Oh, no. I feel like we should make that happen. Out. See, Chris, I, I straight up, I'll quit. Why would you I will, I will fake my own death and just uh, away I go. Scares you being in a wicker basket high above the ground? Yeah. What? Look, first of all, <laughs> wicker is no fat guy's friend. All right. And I, I understand that I'm a little, you know, I've slimmed down and I'm, I'm in a better position. I get that. I'm still 6'5", 
Wicker is not my I friend. I can just see a terrified Jeremy Green clinging onto the side of a basket going, um, excuse me, sir, sir, why does it creak every time I move? Uh, d- nope. Ow. <laughs> Here's the thing. You'll never see that because I would never get that close to one of those a death hot traps. hot air balloon crashed in Burlington, Wisconsin. And if that's not bad enough, the balloon crashed into a moving train. You know, if you were trying to sell me on this, you're not doing the greatest of jobs at it. They don't know what went, ha- what happened, what went wrong with the balloon, but it was going down, and it was going down pretty fast. And unfortunately, when emergency responders got onto the scene, they could see the balloon part of the hot air balloon was tangled in power lines. The basket, unfortunately, had been had made contact with a moving train. I'm not saying that this is like, you know, freight train coming down 80 miles an hour and they just wham. Three people did have to go to the hospital because of it. Tease and peace to those people. It does make you question what the hell were you doing in a hot air balloon in the first place? If I, I mean, I don't know. Why, why does that exist? Like, why, who looks at that and goes, this is a great idea. I'm going to turn myself into potato salad, put myself in a picnic basket, and float it over the world. Yeah. Uh, there were several balloons flying in the air at the time of the crash, some of them flying very low, bystanders say. Um, yeah, apparently the balloon got tangled in some power lines when it crashed, and the basket did make contact with a moving train. Apparently... Like I said, three people in the hospital, T's and P's. Don't, I mean, antiquated air travel should probably not be a thing. You're not a bird. Stop trying to fly. <laughs> Speaking of things you should stop Says doing. the guy who lived on airplanes for a while. Hey, airplanes are different. We've, we've, we haven't perfected that. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty Look good. at an airplane now. Look at an airplane 40 years ago. True. Look at a hot air balloon 40 years ago. Look at one now. Same thing. They look very similar. They do. Something that's not going to look very similar, Vegas Weddings. Okay. The licensing company that controls the Elvis Presley name and image has sent cease and desist letters to wedding chapel operators in Las Vegas to stop using Elvis in themed ceremonies. Not going to do it. I know they're absolutely going to do not it. Not going to do it. Now they have they have found a lot of workarounds you have a rock and roll wedding with what looks like a combination of elvis and well me if i was being really frank (laughs) looks a little bloated and possibly like last night went a little longer than you wanted it to why would you do this and just the most synonymous thing with elvis for our generation is that you can have him marry you in vegas Mm -hmm. what is it hurting they're not getting a cut of the business well, I mean, you can get married for $29. It's not like this is a billion-dollar industry. Name, and if it is, it's because there's a bajillion weddings out there. Name, image, and likeness, man. We got the trademark. You can't can't just have fake Elvises out here marrying people. Why? Who's it hurting? I because there's know. nothing you can do to stop a parody. So now you're going to get a bunch of people like me that go, oh, watch this. Right. Because parodies are covered under the First Amendment. So you can't stop me there as long as I don't call myself Elvis. Mm-hmm. I can call myself Levis, though. <laughs> Levis. Be a mulleted Elvis. Nothing you can do to stop me. Uh, and it get, makes me want to do it can't really, do that. really bad. Can't do that because then you're going to get sued by Levi's. 
Nope. We can't two have east. Levi's. Two East. Oh, two East. It's Levis. That's his way to get around it. Okay. Levis. All right. All right. No more Elvis impersonator weddings in Vegas. Apparently. How much do you think the Vegas wedding industry generates a year? Ooh. I would say it's in the ballpark of $1.2 billion. $2 billion. $2 billion a year. Good and Elvis-themed weddings represent a significant number of the ceremonies performed. Of course they do. Why would you, unless it's Mel Kuyper, why would you get married any, any by anybody else in Las Vegas? Than Elvis? Why would you get married by anybody else in Vegas that's not Elvis? Wayne Newton? I don't want the, the, the minister singing Donka Shane, okay? It's it's Elvis. The Graceland Wedding Chapel, which this basically shuts down. Oh, yeah. Because now they can't use any of this. No. They perform 6,400 Elvis weddings a year. I don't know how good you are at math. Uh-huh. It's like 17 a day. It's a lot. Just why can you not leave well enough alone? We were being nice. Money. It was good, Elvis. It's all about the money. You got to follow the trail. Uh, so we talked about one journeyman football player who is calling it quits. There's another one. First ballot Hall of Famer Frank Gore signing his one-day contract with the San Francisco 49ers so he can retire a 49er after 16 seasons in the nfl that's a guy that's got a shot at the hall of fame no shot stop that literally no shot third all-time rushing and and it matters oh well ryan fitzpatrick's 31st all-time in passing yards you think he's got a shot because i'll be honest with you they're pretty synonymous to me you had one great year other than that it was just a lot of attrition Edger and James didn't get in the Hall of Fame for a <laughs> slew of years. He's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but you you can He's not a Hall of Famer. Yes, he is. Stop He's it. a great guy. Played for my Jets. Weird how many of these old guys that cling on too long wind up playing for the Jets. Mm-hmm. And the great Buccaneers. guy. Never make the Hall of Fame. Never come close. Oh, yeah. He might be 15 of the, the when the, when they cut it down, we got 15 finalists. Yeah, Frank Gore's 15. Mm-hmm. Reggie Wayne can't make the the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, he will. Mm, it's going to take a minute. It took yeah. Isaac Bruce 10 years. And it, and that's how long it'll take Frank Gore. But eventually, he will be a Hall of Fame. And I maintain 17 years from now, I'm going to look at you and go, you, you remember that thing I said of he would never sniff the Hall of Fame and he shouldn't have? You can't be top five in one of the most important statistical categories in the NFL and not be in the Hall of Fame. No, yeah, you can. Yeah, 100% can. Who did it? Who Who's done it so far? Yeah, who dis? I, I need who? to know. Let's play. Love to know. Let's play a fun game. Uh, Jerome Bettis, it took him forever to get in. Mm-hmm. He's seventh, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get to the career rushing yards. This is such a... <laughs> He's behind two guys that played four less years than him. Uh-huh. Only Jerome th- Bettis is probably the best third example. to only Walter Payton and Emmett Smith. And was he ever a top five running back in the NFL? Ever? I mean, once. ever happened? Once? One year? Woo! 
He was top ten a lot of Thomas times, Jones was a top five running back once. True. You gonna make the argument for him in the Hall of Fame? No. You gonna make the argument for Corey Dillon? No. Or uh, Fred Taylor? You'll make that argument. I and I know you will. Yeah. Stephen Jackson. Stephen Jackson should be in the Hall of Fame. No, he shouldn't. Yes, he should. No, he shouldn't. Yeah. Warwick Dunn. You you make 100%, that hundred percent. There's no Hall of Fame without Warwick Dunn. Can't tell the story of football without Warwick Dunn. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't say that with a straight yeah, face. Yeah, that's weird. Ricky Waters. <laughs> By the way, Thomas Jones, 26th all-time in rushing yards. Just to tell you how completely meaningless and stupid of a statistic as that is. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, Frank Gore signing that one-day contract with the San Francisco 49ers so he can uh, retire with the team that drafted him low so many years ago. 11,000 of his 16,000 rushing yards came with the San Francisco 49ers when that was when it mattered, right? I mean, that was that was the part of your his career that you'll look back and go, he was one of the best running backs in the NFL. I never thought he was a top five running back in the NFL. Really? Never, not for a minute. He had one 1,700-yard year. Other than that, the best year of his career was 1,200. <laughs> Tonight, we got game one of the NBA Finals. Golden State Warriors, Boston Celtics. You got the veteran-laden championship caliber team going up against the newbies, the young guys. A lot of people making making that out to be a huge difference, and I think it, it's got its merits that you have, what was it, 129 games or something like that of of NBA Finals experience on the Golden State Warriors. You have zero on the Boston Celtics. The last time that happened was when Michael Jordan and the Bulls beat the Utah Jazz in the first finals. 97. I'm looking at this going, I feel like the public is falling for this. I believe they are too. I have said this as loudly as I can. This is probably the worst team you could have come up against if you were Golden State. Mm -hmm. Because this is one team that just straight up, man-to-man can defend you. You cannot defend them. Golden State, well, they've been, they've been better defensively. Yeah, against Luka Doncic and four dudes that he found at Walmart. But throughout the entire season, I mean, they had good defensive efficiency numbers. They were like top seven or eight in the league, I believe. And maybe that's part of the game that you just, you're underselling their ability to defend. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, Steph Curry still has to defend somebody. Yes. He gave up six points to me. What do you uh, think he's going to do to Marcus Smart? Well, that's only because you were a foot taller than him. I was a foot taller than him, head. and I can't tell you how many shots I put up in that game, but let's just put it in a bunch. Three for 33. I wasn't that many, but <laughs> it, was, it was two for a number that probably also oh, started right. with a two. That's right, yeah, six points would be obviously It two was only two threes. Now. There was no drive in the lane. You could assume Jeremy was a standout of the three-point line and ball. Hundred percent. That that was who shot card carrying captain. The team gets mine. Hundred percent. Where Nobody you think shot. it came from? I just look at the series. I think Boston wins the series in six games, and I think you're going to see it tonight. Yeah, I'm. I'm right there with you. Uh, I I don't know that this goes seven games. Six games seems seems fine for me. Boston Celtics. I think. I think they're just a better team all around. Well, and a lot's more, being made about the fact that they turn the ball over a lot, and they do. So does Golden State. They do. Mm-hmm. 
They do. I don't see many plus matchups. I don't know how. And I, now I will tell you this. A lot hinges on Robert Williams. Is that knee right? Yes or no? Because if it's not, now you got a problem. Mm-hmm. Because now you're going to have to play their way. And Al Horford's going to have to play the five, which puts Grant Williams out there. And now that small ball lineup of theirs, you don't have the advantage that you yeah. had. But Grant Williams has played admirably when he's had to. And, and I'm not disputing that. What I'm saying is that the advantage that the advantage that Boston has right now is that you have a gigantic rim protector that you can hide on Kavon Looney or Jonathan Kaminga or whoever that fifth player is. You can hide him there, and it's not going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to deal with that because the help coming off just means that Golden State's going to sit out at three-point line and shoot. I, I could see them averaging 33 pointers a night in this series, and I don't think that's a sustainable way to beat this team. Yeah. You're going to have everybody – have to have everybody hitting their shots. You're going to be – here's the thing. Golden State, this this will probably be the the toughest test that they've had. And it should be because it's the NBA Finals. But I like this Boston team. I, I do too. Not, I, I've I think the public has been on the wrong side of this. And look, I've been compl- <laughs> the NBA playoffs have been a disaster for me. Everybody wants the narrative. Everybody wants the the feel good narrative of you know Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Clay Thompson and Steve Kerr just putting the the big rose on top of the. Uh, you know on top of the 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 dynasty here and what tells me that people don't watch these games i and i asked this question on social media over the weekend if you had to pick the five best players in the series how many of them play for golden state i would say two i would say one One, for me it's steph Steph curry and nobody else because jalen brown and jason tatum are two and three Mm -hmm. tatum's two jalen brown's three Mm -hmm. then to me you get into it gets into Al Horford, Draymond Marcus. Green, Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, Clay Thompson. Because people just assume this is this is not the Clay Thompson that you remember. This is a greatly limited. I, I did the rankings of every player in the series, and I had Clay Thompson at nine. Really, he's not very good. I mean, can he still score? Yeah, he's not even. I'm not going to say he's terrible defensively, but he's not good. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have to deal with either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, depending on how you do this. And I just think it's going to be – I think there's more of a disadvantage here for Golden State than people think. So you have Steph Curry, Draymond Green, then Clay. You didn't go crazy and put like Andrew Wiggins up there. I had Wiggins ahead of Clay Thompson. Okay. I think Wiggins is more important. And there's a cover story on ESPN today that I'm telling you right now is a phenomenal read. Talking about how D'Angelo Russell is the reason that they're still here. Because they convinced Kevin Durant to take the sign and trade, which got them D'Angelo Russell back, who they traded off for Andrew Wiggins and Kaminga. Right. It's a phenomenal read. That's what smart teams do, though. Smart teams don't just let guys walk out the door for nothing. Mm-hmm. I've, the NBA has always been maddening to me in that regard. And then they took away the advantage of a sign and trade, which I—that's so stupid. LeBron James moves, and he, well, we have to fix this, right. well, or you could just let it happen. Mm-hmm. Lots of talk about these two teams. These two teams were built the right way. They were built through the draft. They weren't bought. Yeah, I mean, 
I think that is, that, that is the dumbest argument to me. You did. They weren't some of bought. The, you mean in the sport with the toughest salary cap to deal with in all of sports, and it's not even kind of close. But this goes back to the super team argument of oh, you just you know you didn't you didn't home grow your talent. You went and found it somewhere, and there had to be backroom deals. People think this is so seedy. And, and like when and LeBron here's my did question: it. Who cares? Apparently, a lot of people. I, and I, but what I can't figure out is why. Why do you care? It's not the right way because it's not the not the way that we've seen it done. You think of the other dynasties in in the history of the NBA; they've been homegrown, right? You had the Bulls; they drafted Michael Jordan, they drafted Scottie Pippen. People forget the fact that they had to go hire you know get hired guns like Dennis Rodman to help them win those, that many games. But still. Stephen Tao in the in our YouTube comments asked how so the NBA gives out max contracts like crazy. Yeah, to the players that you draft. If you draft well, it's really easy to build a team like this. Where it's hard is when you're a bad drafting team and you have to go headhunting for superstars, mm-hmm. which for some reason was, is what people get mad at. If you don't have cap space, you have virtually no maneuverability in this league, especially if you don't have talented young guys. The Kevin Durant thing. Uh, of, of course he left. Uh, of course he left. He was always going to leave. And basically that entire article was, yeah, we knew he was leaving a year before he did. Mm-hmm. That's why we had started positioning him of, well, where are you planning on going? Maybe we work out some trade here. Because this became, you know, it be, because of the super team era. This is the the narrative around, the negative around super teams is is the thing that caused that. I don't think it was because he didn't like Golden State. Of course he loved being there and winning 78 games or whatever the hell it was that they won that one season. 73. Like, yeah, 73 games. They Obviously, he's going to love that. The problem is everybody ragged on him because, oh, you had to go join the super team. You had to go join this team. You well, know, Magic didn't have to do that. It. Yeah, and that was in 1979. Mm-hmm. Uh, things are different now. There were no free agents in the NFL until 1992. You want to tell me how the 80s Cleveland Browns were built the right way? Right. People just have this stuck, have that that theme stuck in their heads of you can't you can't do it any other way. You need to be drafted by a play like Giannis. I've actually been shocked there hasn't been more of that talk about Giannis. And maybe if they were in the finals this year, there would be. But remember how much we talked about him staying in Milwaukee was a bad idea. That he was never going to win a title in Milwaukee. He should have taken the money and gone somewhere else to win a title. He stuck around and did it. He stuck with Milwaukee, and they ended up winning the title. He did it the right way. Kevin Durant, no, 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 that's bad. LeBron James, no, 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 that's bad. I don't get it either. See, to me, that's like the Pete Rose argument. It's a it's a good space filler that gives you one day worth of content and is the most nonsensical argument ever. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Take a quick break. When we come back, Jeremy's going to be mad. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. 
dirty Turkish archbishop flat. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. Let the hate flow through you. You can chalk this up to me being mad about something before it happens. Nike founder Phil Knight has made a $2 billion offer to purchase the Portland Trailblazers. And I have almost no doubt that this is not actually going to happen because it's not good for the narrative. The NBA has been leaking for weeks that they're trying to find a way to get a team to Seattle and a team to Las Vegas. Adding more teams makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Makes zero sense. It completely screws up the schedule. And let's be really honest. Think about the 30th team in the NBA as we sit. And Phil Knight, above all else, is going to want to keep the Trailblazers where? Right where they are. This is one of those things in sports that makes way too much sense. Like Mark Cuban owning a baseball team. I could do this for a minute. And you know what all these things have in common? They almost never happen. Because there is another interest involved. The NBA is better with the Trailblazers in Portland. We've already seen it in Seattle. Las Vegas is cute, but not every sport needs a team in Vegas immediately. Sell the team to Phil Knight. They've been in limbo since uh, Paul Allen passed away. It's been with his sister. This has been the team that she did not care about and has made it very clear. This is how this needs to go, and it needs to develop quickly. Sell this team to Phil Knight and watch them prosper. I'm preliminarily mad. Mad. Because the NBA is going to say no. The NBA will block it, you think? I cannot physically believe that that Phil Knight has not been interested in these things before. And they've, they've always kept him at arm's length. They want Phil and Nike to be all of these things, but they don't want him affiliated with a team. Mm-hmm. And that's just ridiculously dumb to me. I, and I, the, the, the thought pro- – I at least get the thought process – of we're in bed with Nike as a league, it's not a good look for the founder of that company to have an interest in one of our teams. It's just short-sighted to me. It's the same thing as the Mark Cuban keeping Mark Cuban out of Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was dumb. Well, that was the this is a guy that has all the money that you could ever want. Mm-hmm. He wanted to buy the Cubs. He would have been fantastic for the Cubs, but he's not. He's not an owner of a baseball he's team. N- he's not the. He's not a member of the old guard. He's going to do things his own way. He's going to be loud. He's going to be noisy, and that's not what they want. No, oh yeah, it. and I'm. I'm. Yeah. How good are the Cubs right now? Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that Ricketts thing's working. I'm not out saying it makes sense. I'm well. saying that's that was always the argument against Mark Cuban that he. Wasn't that would be the argument against the Phil Knight too. Is that he's too big of a too big of a personality? He's too wrapped into one of our biggest sponsors that does all of the outfitting for the league. That will be the reason they keep him out. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Yeah, if they're dead set on moving two teams, the Portland Trailblazers would be one of them, and Sacramento Kings would be the other. Mm-hmm. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN. Asheville will be back with you tomorrow at three o'clock. Same Sportocracy time, same Sportocracy channel here on ESPN Asheville and on YouTube. Go to thesportocracy.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. See you tomorrow at 3.